Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? That's what I'm talking about. Man, it is so good to be here today, and we're excited to have you with us. And man, Christmas by the Bay was a great event before I even go into the message today. Man, if you missed it, we're sorry you missed it. Um, This year was 10 times better, 1,000 times better than last year, and next year is going to be 1,000 times better than this year. So, But I do want to give a special shout out to all our Dream Teamers and all of those that served at Christmas by the Bay. Man, we appreciate you guys so much, especially our, our worship and production team who put in hours, man, just tons of hours. We had a choir, if you missed the choir, we had the horns playing, Sadiq was back today. So, uh, man, just a good time. But Christmas by the Bay, we know lives were changed, and and it's so important. That's one of our goals for 2020 is um, we're going to find more ways to get outside of our walls and get into our city in a greater possible way. We do it already, but we want to do it in a greater way uh, and start seeing people transformed by the power of Jesus. Can I get an amen on that? So, man, we are excited. Excited to have you here. We're going to jump straight into God with us. And, and so I had some people asking us, like, Pastor, why are you going back into God with us? Like, Christmas is over. I'm like, well, yes, but I want to talk to you about God with us in a different way than we've looked at it in the weeks in the past. All right, so let's go to Matthew 123. That's where we kick off. That's where we kicked off the whole series. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, say the words with us, God with us. And so this is the greatest news because this is really the starting point on earth of what what I like to call the greatest love story ever told, which is Jesus and God who loved us so much that in our sin couldn't be with him. So he sent Jesus to pay the price for our sin that we couldn't pay for ourselves. The way that we phrase it in the pipeline when we're teaching our ministry leaders is Jesus lived the life we could not live and died the death we deserve to die so that we could experience the presence of God that we chose not to experience in sin to restore us back to where God wanted us to be with him. And that is a beautiful story. And so this month, Christmas, what we just celebrated this past week was the kickoff uh, on earth. Now we all know Jesus. Well, some of us know Jesus likely wasn't born in December. And for all of you that like to kill everyone else's fun, be quiet. We don't care. Okay. So, but we're going to talk to you today because that paints a great picture of who Jesus is for us, doesn't it? I mean, the idea of God with us, that kind of paints a beautiful picture about God going with us wherever we go, doesn't it? Anywhere we go. I mean, we, we've all preached it. We've all heard it preached. Where, man, God goes with us wherever we go. But I, I want to challenge, I want to push back on that thought process a little bit today. And, and actually want to see what it means to have God in our life. Because Jesus actually gives us pretty clear direction on what that's going to look like. And he does it in Luke 9, which is where we're going to spend all of our time today for the most part. And in Luke 9, there's a story about Jesus as he's traveling and uh, he gets to a certain place where some people were talking to him. And that's where we pick up in verse 56. So let's just go there. It should be in your notes if you have your notes with you. Luke 9, 56. Then Jesus and his disciples went to another village. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Say, follow wherever. I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have dens, birds have nests. 
but the Son of Man has no place to, no place to lay his head. Essentially what it's saying is, if you want to be a follower of me, you likely won't have anywhere to sleep at night. Then another man comes up to him. We pick up again. He said to another man, Jesus says, follow me. Turn to your neighbor and say, follow me. Jesus says, follow me. But the other man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Then we see him talk to another man. Still another said, I will follow you. Say, follow you. You're noticing a trend, right? But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts their hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Now, on the surface, this can be kind of gloomy, can it? Like, in other words, he's saying, Jesus is essentially saying to these three men, hey, if you want to follow me, you'll have no home. Uh, you got to leave your family and never look back at them. And anything you love on this earth, don't worry about it because you can't have it anymore. That's not a great church building strategy. Right? Like, <laughs> there's not a lot of people going like, sign me up for that. That sounds great. Right? Now, what I do believe, though, is Jesus is teaching us something powerful about what it means to follow and be ready in the kingdom of God. And that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about today. What does it mean to have God with us? Well, let's dig in. First, we want you to realize that following Jesus means he gets to lead and we get to follow. Following Jesus means he gets to lead and we get to follow. You see, you know what I really love in life? You know what I love more than most things? Pizza. I really enjoy pizza. I think I'm past liking it. I think we're in a love stage together. And it really doesn't matter what kind of pizza. Like pizza with pepperoni. Pizza with ham. Pizza with sausage. Shoo. Pizza with bacon. Pizza without pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. Some of y'all still need Jesus, apparently, I see. Uh, but, I, I, you know, pizza with cheese in the crust. I can feel the Lord right now in this place. You know what the reality is? I don't really care what you put on the pizza. I don't really, other than vegetables. See, my wife is into the supreme pizza thing, onions and stuff. Listen, I don't want things that come out of the ground in my, on my pizza. I want the things that eat the stuff that comes out of the ground on my pizza. Y'all know what I'm talking about? So, but in all honesty, I don't really care what you put on the pizza. You know what the most important thing about it is? You know what you have to have before you can have any toppings? The pizza. So like, I'll even eat a cheese pizza. I'm no respecter of pizzas. Right? So in essence, the only thing that is the most important thing that you have to have if you're going to eat the pizza is what? The pizza. Right? Now, pizza with pineapple, pizza with pepperoni, I know, I know. We're going to let some people have their way today. But pizza with, right? 
So what I want you to understand is that uh, we can put whatever our heart desires on our pizza, but here's the key. If you don't have the pizza, then you don't have anything. You're just eating pepperonis out of bag, which I've been there before. But hear me, it's, it's, only, it's only pizza with pepperoni, not with the pepperoni, but with the pizza. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. I know y'all thought I was just here to talk about food. And I could do that. But that's not what we're doing today. So what we're talking about is, see, it's far too often in the scriptures, we read the Bible looking for how the Bible can be the accessory and Jesus can be the toppings on the life that we're building for ourselves. Far too often we go to Jesus, we go to God, and we go to the Bible, and we look for how he just wants to sprinkle on top of our life. Like, God, here's my life. Here, I've got it over here. And if I could just have you maybe on Sunday sprinkled on the top. If I could just have, like, Jesus, I want you, but I don't want you to be the whole pizza. I just want to put you on top of mine. In essence, what we do to Jesus is we say, listen, uh, I, I, I don't really want you to be all of my life. I just want you to be a small part of the life that I'm building for myself. And the reality is, just like with the pizza, I don't care. You can put pepperoni on it. You can put ham on it. You can put whatever you want on it. But at the end of the day, it's only the pizza if the pizza is here and it's pizza with whatever you put on it. And hear me today. The only way that it's God with us is if it's God with us alongside him. It's not us looking for God to go wherever and do whatever we want. It's, it's not God with us. It's just God. And in his grace, he does it with us. And so often in life, I've been there. And so I can imagine many of you are too, where you're working so hard to build the life you were never asked to build and pursue the things God never wanted you to pursue, to build a life for you that he never had for you. And you just want to sprinkle him on top and wonder why everything's going bad. Now, I know y'all didn't sign up for this today. But can we go into 2020 building a different life than we did in the years past? Where Jesus is everything. He's not just part of the thing. <clears throat> He's not just what you put on top of the thing. He's everything. 2 Corinthians 2.14 puts it like this. says that, but thank God that he made us captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Thank God he took us for himself. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of, the, of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Isn't that beautiful? Because it's not that God is going everywhere with us, trying to do everything for us, wherever we desire, he just tags along. No, no, no. It looks much different for Jesus to be the center of our life. Listen, I don't need God just to help me when I'm in trouble. I need God every step of every day. And when we start building our life like that, things change. But you see, when Jesus comes on the scene, he has a habit of doing one thing. You see, following Jesus will test what you treasure. Following Jesus will test what you treasure. What is it that's important in your life? And whatever it is that you have priorities with, whatever it is that is so important to you, Jesus will test that. Because he'll test what you treasure. Listen, well, let's go to Matthew 6, and then we'll go into that. Matthew 6, 19 through 21, says this. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, 
where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart is also. And so Jesus steps in and, and tests what you treasure. Can we all be honest in here for just a minute and say that there are plenty of moments in seasons in our life where God is not the most important thing to us. Now, I know many of you sitting down there like, oh, never. Well, maybe sometimes. Because here's what happens, right? See, we're saying that uh, Jesus comes on the scene and he says, uh, I want you to follow me. In other words, I want you to follow me. Being with me is the goal. God present in our every move is what we should all desire. So when Jesus says, follow me, what he literally means is make me everything in your life. And most of us, from a religious standpoint, would be like, yeah, no problem. Like, I'm all about that, right? How many guys, when I instantly said that, you're immediate, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you instantly were like, absolutely, I'm all in with this Jesus thing. I love him. Like, he's Jesus. See, the, the reality is <clears throat> our treasure isn't what Jesus gives us. It's the one that gives it to us. See, our greatest treasure isn't what we get from Jesus. Our greatest treasure has to be Jesus. And so what happens is, uh, so uh, Jesus is talking to these three men in Luke 9, and this is what he does. He challenges three key areas, and if we were all honest, these three areas are the areas we all struggle with the most. That's why I think that it's in there, because Jesus was always hitting us right where we needed to be, right? And the first one is, he hits on our home. He hits on our home, right? Like your literal home. And here's what happens, like, uh, my man... Uh, Pretty much, it'd be the equivalent of this. If I called, uh, I can't see anybody out there, but if I were to call uh, Eli up here, well, Eli, he don't, he, he's 21, he don't have a house. If I were to call Pastor Dan up here, and I were to say, Pastor, come on up here, and I were to say, all right, Pastor, Jesus is saying to follow him. But in following him, he wants you to give up that house you have. Not sell it. Give it to somebody else and keep paying for it. In other words, take on the debt, but don't keep the treasure. Following him is going to cost you that home. You see how instantly some of us were like, you know, I don't know. You see, when we pose the question, would you drop everything to follow Jesus? All of our answers are yes. But when we start to touch the things of our lives that we treasure, then the tune changes. Because he starts with our home. Where does he go next? That was in verse 58. In verse 60, he goes to our family. The guy says, Jesus, let me go bury my father. And Jesus says, let the dead bury their own dead. If you're going to follow me, come with me. And for many of us, like the idea of, uh, of following Jesus, like we love the idea until Jesus uh, calls one of you and he reaches out and he says, Erica, <clears throat> I want you to come up here. And so Erica comes up and Jesus says, listen, uh, I want you to follow me. But following me means you're going to move to Africa to be a missionary on the mission field. You're never going to see your family ever again. See how some of us are like, uh, whoa, Jesus. Don't know about that one. 
I was talking to some of our pipeline students the other day. We were talking about ministry, and I was t- posing the question to them, if Jesus came into the room and said, I want you to go do this, would you just answer yes without having to contemplate? And, and one of the things that we uh, all acknowledge is like, listen, I'll move to Africa, but what I'm going to need is like the clouds to part, a beam of light from heaven to shine right down where I'm at. I'm going to need an audible voice that shakes the windows of my house. Like, I'm going to need to know it was God and not indigestion. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I'm going to still need a handwritten letter from the Lord. Okay, so why? Because when you start talking about giving up these things that we have, man, now it changes the tune. And Jesus says, I want to be more important than those things. Then lastly, he hits on our romances. Now, our romances aren't romantic feelings or like people we love, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives. That's not what we're talking about. When we say romances, we're talking about the things of this world that we love. We're talking about your boat, your car, your degree, your career, your income. Jesus says, will you leave? Because what happens in, uh, in 56 through 62 of Luke 9 that we already read, he says, if anyone puts his hand to the plow and looks back, he's not fit for the kingdom. In other words, what he's saying is, if Jesus calls you to the mission and your eyes are fixed on Jesus and you're going towards Jesus and here you're moving towards him, here you're going after him, but then you start to remember what was behind you and you're willing to take your eyes off of Jesus and put it back to where you came from. If your eyes are more concerned, if your heart dwells more with where you came from than Jesus, then you're not fit to follow Jesus. Now that can be incredibly discouraging because we've all acknowledged that there are moments of every one of our lives where we go, nope, not what I had in mind. Christianity, not what I was thinking. Thanks anyway. But here's the reality. Jesus wasn't saying that you will have to give up your home. He's not saying that you will have to leave your family. He's not saying that you will have to give up your career, your income, your boat, your whatever. He's not saying that you will have to give up all of those things. What he's asking is, do you love me more than you love all of those things? And that's where he does the work in our heart. And that's the beautiful part about Jesus is, you know what? We can answer all day long with our mouth. But the thing about God is he doesn't look for our verbal answer. He looks for the answer in our hearts. Because God can see what we think. He can see what we feel. He knows what our intentions are. And what he's saying is, I want the desire of your heart to be me more than anything else. And so... He comes in in 58 through 60, and and what happens is we see that the journey that we're on sometimes has uncertain outcomes. So uh, I have two dogs at home, two dogs. Uh, They're lap dogs. I think we have pictures of them, right? We got pictures? There he is. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, lap dogs. That was a joke. I got 200 pounds of pit bull running around my house. So uh, these are my boys. That's Volcom on the right and Thor on the left. Dull. Okay. How big are they? That's my wife buried underneath dog right there, if you see her. Um, Yeah. And so here's them on a walk. Now we're going to leave this picture up for a second. Because here's the thing about walking these dogs. Is Volcom on the right, he's the alpha, right? Whatever he says goes. Like, if I'm not home, he's in charge type of thing. Matter of fact, Thor on the left is 20 pounds heavier than he is, and he can only eat when Volcom says he can eat. 
Like that's how that's that relationship. So they they they're always on what we call Paw Patrol. They take they watch after Ashley like a hawk. Like if she gets from the couch and goes to the refrigerator, they're going too. Um, mainly because Thor thinks he's going to get a snack, and Volcom thinks he has to protect her from whatever might be in the refrigerator. That is the relationship we have with our boys. All right, you can take it down, guys. So. What we uh, are looking at with the dogs is sometimes we'll take the dogs for a walk. And so uh, if you've ever walked a dog, especially if you've ever walked an alpha male dog, you know that every once in a while they'll catch a scent of something that they want to go check out. So like I'll be walking in a good stroll, you know, uh, maybe a slight jog, maybe. And so I'm, uh, I'm moving with the dogs, and then all of a sudden, Volcom catches a whiff of something, and he's going to that mailbox whether you like it or not. And so maybe you've ever seen this, but uh, you're like, you're in a good stroll, hey, bam, I feel like roll, shoulder ripped out of socket, dog is going to the mailbox, right? What's crazy is Thor just thinks he has to follow Volcom everywhere. So then he goes and does the same thing, and I'm like jolted back like this, like I look like I'm on the movie Superstar or something, you know, like Superstar. Anyway, so... So both of them go towards the mailbox, and, and here's the deal. Like, as, as I'm walking with them, and as Volcom's like, goes to find whatever he wants, right, is it completely detours me off track. Now, here's what I've learned, man, is a lot of times that's what life feels like with God. It's like, we're on this journey, right? And we're just like going, man. We're just happy. Like things are going well. Got that promotion we were going for. Finally dating the hottest girl on my Instagram. Like things are just, we're rocking. Things are solid, right? And all of a sudden, bam, you get yanked over to the right. And God takes you on a detour. Doesn't it feel that way? Man, God steps on the scene. You're like, oh, I wasn't ready for that. Yanks you. He's like, no, no, no. God says, no, no, no. We're going to go over here for a few minutes. You're like, but God, and, and don't we turn into like eight-year-olds when that happens? But God, that's what I do with my dogs. I'm like, let's go. I'm trying to pull 200 pounds of dog. I can walk them. They walk, Ashley. Okay, so, but I, so I'm like, come on, like, let's go. And Volcom's just like taking his high old time, just like smelling whatever he's smelling. I'm like, let's go. And so I'm sitting there and I'm pulling and I'm like stomping and I'm huffing. And that's exactly what we look like in life when God does something we're not ready for. We're stomping and we're huffing. God, I don't like this. This isn't what I had in mind. I didn't want to come over here anyways. Stinking job. Sound familiar? But here's what I figured out. You see, just like with the boys, uh, I've started for a long time to think in my life that here I am on this journey and I'm bringing God with me. And as I bring God with me, sometimes, yeah, he will jolt over to the right or the left. But what I've come to realize in the last few years, as I read my Bible, and as we look at the story from Luke 9, is that God's not on our leash while we take him for a walk. God's the one in charge. God is on his journey for us, and he's taking us with him. You see, it's not this idea that it's God with us. It's an idea that it's God with us alongside him. 
And we have to realize, and we, we have to come to the realization that when Jesus comes on our scene, sometimes when it feels like things are going a certain way, it's not because we have the power to yank God into our path. It's realizing that we have to line up with his. You see, following the path guarantees you're close to the person. Following the path guarantees you stay close to the person. And that's what it feels like to be in this, like, in this state where we're constantly going, we're constantly going, we're constantly going, and, and, and all of a sudden uh, God takes us off track. And that's exactly what God is telling them in Luke 9 where he's saying, listen, you've the whole, like, you think following me, you have this idea that following me is you doing whatever you want to do and then being able to piggyback off of me whenever you need a, a miracle, whenever you need a blessing whenever you need a prayer answered. And that's not what following me looks like. Following me looks like following me. It looks like going on the journey that I'm going on. It looks like surrendering your whole life, your home, your family, everything you've ever cared about and saying, God, I'll take you before I take anything else. And if you go back in Luke 9, you see why this is important because he actually starts talking about, in Luke 9, 51, it says that he set his face to go to Jerusalem. Now, why does that matter? Well, if you read the story, we actually know that Jesus sent his disciples ahead of him. And when he sent his disciples ahead of him, they, he sent them ahead of him to, to see if the town was ready to receive him. And come to find out they weren't. They weren't ready to receive him. They weren't going to receive him. And what he was saying is to those that were saying, Jesus, I'll follow you. He's saying, I already know what's coming. I know we're about to go somewhere where we literally don't have somewhere to lay our head down because no one will bring us into our home. I know that where we're going is going to mean you're going to have to leave everything behind. I know where we're going means you're not going to be able to have all the things that you thought you were going to be able to have. I can see ahead and I can see that what you think it is, it's not. And for the disciples, they decided, you know what? We don't care what we don't have anymore as long as we have you. And Jesus is doing the same thing in our lives. You see the beautiful part about Jesus? Is he's omniscient. He knows everything. And so as he knows everything. As he has all of this knowledge, all of this wisdom, he knows our future. He knows what's coming. And Jesus is looking into our lives and he's saying, I can see what's ahead of you. And if you'll follow me, I'll take you on the right path. If you'll follow me, I'll lead you in the right direction. But if you try to go off on your own, try to date that person that I keep trying to shut that down and you will be miserable for the rest of your life. Pursue that house that you can't afford and you will be broke for the rest of your life. Continue to try to do the things that I've made it clear you're not supposed to be doing and you will be miserable. You will be broke. You will be on your way trying to figure things out all the time and wondering why you're trying to blame me for everything when I've showed you time and time again that following me means letting go of having your way and it means going towards God and having it his way. But here's the beautiful part is God promised that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. That means he has promised that if, 
if he would give anything, he will hold back no good thing from his children that he wants for you what you want for you. You may not get a mansion. You may not get the nicest car, but what you'll have is Jesus, which is better. And it lasts longer than all of those things. You never have to replace your faith. You never have to replace your relationship. And when Jesus comes on the scene, he makes all things new to where the life that you thought you wanted, it can all go away because the life that Jesus gives you is better than anything you could have ever imagined. And when Jesus comes on the scene, man, he brings everything to light. And he says, I'm looking ahead in your life. You don't need more things. You need more of me. And when he does it, he doesn't just make all things new. He makes all things better than you could ever imagine. So what does it look like for you? If you were gonna do that in 2020, what would be your next step? Well, here's what I think. Actually, here's what I know. What I know is every person in this room has a next step. Where you are and where God wants you to be, there's a next step or a next healthy step for you. And we've got this list. We just want to give them to you very quickly. First is baptisms. Maybe you got saved in 2019 and but you've yet to get baptized. Or maybe you got saved in 2013 and you never got baptized. But Jesus is speaking to you right now and saying, I want you to make a public proclamation of your faith that you have put your faith in Jesus and you're living for me now. Maybe that's you. On February 22nd, we're gonna do a baptism at our team night and I invite you to register and we'll, we'll give you the details on how you can sign up for any of these things in a minute. Next is growth track. Maybe you have asked the question over and over again, God, why am I here? Why am I here? What could I be doing with my life that's bigger than what I'm currently doing right now? The answer is he's built you with a purpose and growth track can help you discover what that purpose is. On January 5th, it'll take us two weeks, give us two weeks and we can help introduce you and start you on the journey that God wants to continue for the rest of your life. But discover what it is that God put inside of you that makes you special and then use it. And hear me for a second. Use it to accomplish the follow of Jesus. Use it to go after Jesus. Can you have your job? Sure. Have your career. Have your degree. Have your family. Have all of those things. But give part of your life. Give the attention. Give your affection. Give your heart's desire to impacting the kingdom. And we're going to teach you how we grow track. Next, for some of you, it might be starting or joining a small group. For some of you, God has given you a desire to start a small group and you've yet to do it. You can register your group right now at mytc.life. For some of you, it's going to be joining a group. Now hear me for a second. Some of you have been coming to TC for a while or maybe it's your first time. But you've never got into a small group and you can't figure out why you're not connected. You need a faith community. You need a group of people more than just a Sunday morning church experience where they can meet you where you're at and they can help you follow Jesus and you can help them follow Jesus. You need that encouragement. You need that life. You need that help. You need someone to pick you up when you're down. And and the the times where you start to think, you know what, maybe I would rather have this or rather have that. You need someone to bring your attention back to Jesus and help lead you and guide you. Our our small groups kick off next week, January 5th. Maybe it's joining the dream team. For some of you, you've gone through growth track and you took a break from the dream team for a while. And just, you know, life, busy, whatever. Well, hear me. 
Let's get you plugged back in to making a difference in people's lives. It's not about serving. It's not something I need you to do. It's not something someone else needs you to do. That's not what we're doing. We're living a life that creates an impact in the life of other people. And if you want that mission, man, you want that feeling, you want that knowing you're making a difference in someone else's life, the dream team is where to do that. If you want to dream, join the dream team, start at Growth Track, all right? Now, I'm going to invite all of you to take your connect cards out for just a second. All of you on the way in the door should have got a worship guide. And on the way in the door, you got a worship guide. And inside of it is a connect card. All four of these steps are on your connect card. And every single one of us can take a next step today. So at the, I, I, I want to invite you to fill your card out. We're inviting everyone to fill out a connect card today. Fill the connect card out and check the box that fits you. Maybe you need to be baptized. Maybe you want to join a small group. Maybe you need to go to Growth Track. You know that's your next step. All we want to do is be able to give you the information that's going to help you take that step. But then there's some health steps. And I don't mean health as in salad instead of pizza. Thank God. I'm just kidding. Some of us are working on that. But I'm talking about healthy steps. And for some of you, well, let's just give them to you. Number one, for some of you, you need to worship one, serve one. You've been serving and serving and serving, but you haven't been worshiping, worshiping, worshiping. And Jesus is saying, I need you to have a church service where you're not busy with something else, where your mind is only on me. Your heart is only on me. You're digesting the word with me. And so worship one, so if you're on the dream team, you know that term. I wanna invite you to plug back and re-engage that. For some of you, the next one on a healthy step is I wanna encourage you to take the 2020 test. And that's tithing and giving regularly. Now, we're not a church that harps on money. If you've been at TC a while, you know this. We don't beg for money. We don't do that whole thing. That's not us. But I wanna encourage you. Some of you have said, Pastor Dan, or Pastor Brad, <laughs> Pastor Dan, Pastor Brad, whoever. You said, I can't afford to tithe. Hear me for a second. No one can afford to tithe until they start because it is tithing that unlocks the blessing that gives you the ability to do more. And some of you have been in a financial hole and you can't figure out why you can't get out of it. It's because you're not putting seed into the ground for God to give you a harvest. And so I wanna invite you to join us for the 2020 test. Here's the deal. If at the end of 2020, you can't look back and see the blessing of God, I'm not talking about a yacht or a mansion. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about God supernaturally taking care of you. If you can't look back over 2020 at the end of this year and see God's supernatural blessing on your life, you don't ever have to listen to me about tithing ever again. But here's the thing. God's promise and his word never returns void. He has made a promise that if we tithe, if we give generously, he gives back to us in a greater measure. And so I believe that it's gonna happen for some of you. So some of you, you can start today, but I want you to take the 2020 test for the whole year. Trust me, I know it's gonna be, there are gonna be moments where you're like, I don't know if I can do this. It doesn't, my bills and my income don't make sense. Trust me, God can make it make sense. You just have to take the test. All right, guys. Next is the Bible reading plan. I'm challenging every person in Transformation Church to read through the entire Bible this year. The entire Bible this year. In the first service, I have four people like, oh, like, what y'all doing? But the entire Bible. Now, we're going to help you with that. So through our website and social media, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, we're going to be posting each day an update to the Bible 
so that you can go and read the one-year Bible. So we have a whole plan. It's going to help you do it. It'll post every day, and you can go through that with us. And then lastly, uh, our 21 days of prayer, which we're going to announce in the future, but it starts on January 12th. 21 days of prayer and fasting starts on January 12th. We want to invite you to join that with us. So hear me. Whether you have a next step that you're ready to take, which all of us should have something, or if we have a healthy step that we need to take, let's take some steps in following Jesus for 2020. And let's watch him do amazing things in our life because we are giving him our life. If you want information on the healthy steps, go to mytc.life. You can check out our website. If you're ready, hopefully all of you are. I wanna ask all of you to do it, man. On the connect card, fill out the connect card and check the box. Maybe it's baptisms, maybe it's growth track, maybe it's small groups, maybe it's a dream team, whatever it is. Let's get you started because God's ready to help you take the next step for the rest of your life. You guys ready? Do we love Jesus in this house this morning? Can we put our hands together for him one time before we end? Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, you're so good to us. And so Jesus, I pray that you help us learn how to follow well. That it's not about our actions, it's about giving you our heart. It's about pursuing you with everything we have. And so Jesus, I pray that you help us go after you the greatest possible way. Let, our put, let us put our affections on you, God. Let us turn our heart and our minds towards you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that you gave your life. We thank you that you died on the cross and that when you died on the cross, you paid for our sins and that when we put our faith in that fact and we put our faith in that truth that you paid for our sins on the cross, we can be saved, that hell doesn't have to be our destination, but an eternity in heaven with you can be. So God, we're grateful. As we close out this year, God, let us close out this year with our mind fixed on you, Jesus, and how good you've been to us. So we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, with every head bowed and your eyes closed in here today, if you are here and you need Jesus to give you a fresh start, you're ending this year, you're getting ready to go into next year, and you're saying, I just need, you know, I, I know about God, but I know my life isn't right with God, and I need Jesus in my life. I need to be forgiven of the things of my past, but I need, I need to start putting my attention on moving forward. And today, if that's you, we want to pray with you today. And I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to point you out or anything like that. But if you're here today and you want Jesus to give you a fresh start, a new beginning, then we want to pray. And if that's you, would you just raise your hand right where you sit and say, that's me, Brad. I, I need a fresh start. I need a beginning. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Great. Once you put it up, you can put it down. Like I said, we're not going to embarrass you. We just want to pray with you. Is there more that says, that's me, Brad. I, I need a fresh start. I need Jesus to, I need my sins gone. I need a new path. Maybe you're watching us online and that's you. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray this prayer together. And this prayer doesn't make you saved. Your faith in Jesus alone makes you saved. But we want to pray. The Bible says that we would confess with our mouth. So we're going to, we want to pray and put words to the actions of our heart that says, I'm putting my faith in you, Jesus. And as we pray this together, we're confessing that Jesus is becoming the Lord of our life. So let's pray, church. Let's pray with all those that raise their hand. And even if you didn't, but you want to pray this prayer with us, let's do that. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me whole. I believe that you lived a perfect life. I believe 
that you died on the cross. And I believe that you resurrected three days later through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection. I can be saved. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, let's put our hands together one time for all those that prayed that perhaps for the first time. We celebrate with you today. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.